prepare to put on your tinfoil hats. How's it going, guys? Welcome to the show tonight. Dane is unfortunately out of town for the next couple days, so it's just going to be me running the podcast. But we're going to have Lily on tonight, and she's had some really, really interesting encounters pretty much her entire life. She's seen things move around. She's heard things. She's even seen things. Hey, Lily. Welcome to the show. Hey. I'm going to give you the floor. Thanks for coming on. Um, I'd like you to start by telling a little bit about you, and then we're going to move into the uh, first experiences you had. So uh, go ahead and take the floor. Um, well, I'm 18. And uh, what was the first thing you noticed where you, where you felt? Did you feel anything first or did you experience something first? Tell me, tell me about that. What was the first moment when you encountered something or felt something where you were like, this isn't right. Something's abnormal. Well, for me, it is normal because anytime, no matter where I am, I always feel some sort of spiritual presence because there are spirits everywhere. They're just not in our plane of existence. But when I moved into my last house that I lived in, I was, it was the day I moved in and I was sitting on my bed crying because I wanted to go back to my, to the last place I had lived in. Okay. And then I felt what felt like. I couldn't so much feel it, feel it, more as though I could imagine that there was someone standing behind me with their hand on my shoulder, but it was like a comforting, like, sensation. Grab. Yeah. Okay. So this was. And that was. Go ahead. Keep going. That was the first thing that, that was, first was thing. about that house. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So. What happened next? What was the next big thing? And and I want to go back to that real quick. Um, did it feel like, was it a temperature change? Yeah, only just in that one spot, almost as though it was their hand, Interesting. a really cold hand. That's but wild. But I couldn't feel the pressure at all. Interesting. That's so wild. So continue on with your story. What, uh, what happened next? Um, then about a week later, because a couple days after moving, I had made a friend. Okay. But it didn't take me long to realize that she was a bit eccentric. Eccentric, and eccentric how so for the people uh, not too familiar with that? Um, not so much crazy, just kind of a, a little... A little different? Out there. Okay, okay. Imaginative. Gotcha, like, okay this thing happens and then she exaggerates it by 10. Oh, right. okay. I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. And so a week later, we were having a sleepover and she goes into the bathroom and then she comes back into my room and she's just completely pale and she looks at me dead in the eyes and she's like, there's a girl in your mirror. Sitting there like, what? She says it again. There's a blonde girl in your mirror. And so I go into the bathroom and I check, and there's nothing there. And she goes and she tells my family, and they're all just like, okay, whatever. Because as I, well, I didn't mention this or, uh, on the show, but um, they're, my family are very much non-believers. Okay. In that kind of stuff. Gotcha. So they, they, they would dismiss any type of any type of story or anything along those lines where you had some kind of encounter, they would they would immediately dismiss it kind of thing. Yeah. I was I was also homeschooled 
for most of my life. Okay. So I would, I really would make up those kinds of stuff just to keep myself entertained. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what they automatically go to when they hear something that yeah that's not uncommon I've, I've heard i've heard that before and that's actually one of the reasons why i won't air anybody under the age of 18 is because um a lot of times when kids are in uh in stressful situations like that they'll they'll make up stories or or they'll misinterpret things along those lines for the the attention or the cravings that they need but uh continue yeah. on with your story so and then so that was kind of just put to bed right then, then, then and there. There's nothing going on. We're all completely fine. You're just making up stories type mm-hmm. of thing. Okay. Or you're crazy, whatever. So they just, they just immediately then, dismissed it. Yeah. And to be honest, I did too at first. Because at that point, I'd never actually seen a spirit. Mm. And then... About a month later or whatever, my cousins were sleeping over and they were, because my sisters, they were, they had the entire attic as their bedrooms and playrooms and stuff. So my cousins and my sisters were playing in the attic and then it was about an hour after they had went upstairs they come down all freaked out because there was red glowing eyes under my sister's bed. Oh, that's freaky. Yeah, which, again, that got completely ignored, too. Except I that one I actually kind of believe just because, like, I had a sensation, like, kind of in my chest that they were telling the truth. It's hard to explain how I felt there, but it was, like, you felt like they were being genuine about it. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. And that, like, there really was something. Like, they weren't just making it up or even just convincing themselves that they saw something that they didn't. Right. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't say anything because, obviously, I wasn't upstairs, so I don't know one way or the other. Okay. So th- this is just something that they saw and that you were very adamant that they, they definitely saw something. Yeah. Okay. What happened next? And then um, a couple days later, I was actually in the bathroom. And then I saw the girl in the mirror. She looked a lot like my sister, mm-hmm. except she had uh, – her hair was a bit longer, and it was almost like the same light brown color that my sister had, only with blonde highlights. And gotcha. her face was kind of – like a transparent film over mine. Weird. And yeah, I didn't say anything. The only person I told was my friend. Mm-hmm. And so, and obviously she believed me because she had seen it too that night that we had slept over. Mm-hmm. And then I started occasionally, like when I was like going throughout the house, I started, um, seeing her just walking around oh man that's freaky yeah she she never paid any attention other than the one time we made eye contact for a few seconds and then she just turned around and walked away weird so i don't know if she could actually see me or if she just like 
if something was going on because she never seemed to actually notice that I was there. So you, I want to ask your opinion on this. You've, you're familiar with the, the difference between residual and intelligent, correct? Um, actually, no. So there's, there's two types of hauntings that people describe. There's residual and then there's intelligent. So a residual haunting is generally when something is basically just on repeat. There's no intelligence behind it. It's just like a record that's being replayed over and over again. The, the entity you're seeing isn't actually interacting with anything. Um, noises you're hearing, it's not actually, you know, really doing anything outside of that. It's, it's just doing the same things over and over and over and over again. Intelligent hauntings are ones that will communicate with you or acknowledge you in some way or they're, they're, they actually have some type of intelligence behind them. It's not just like something that's being played over and over and over again. I think definitely the former, because um, shortly after like noticing her consistently, mm -hmm. I started practicing divination, which is a form of witchcraft, okay. where you that often involves communicating with, and that's the only time I could make any connection with her, and even then, half the time I couldn't really tell if she was trying to specifically get something across to me it was kind of just that's really interesting yeah so she she was she was like a broken record on repeat until you broke out the witchcraft yeah. kind of stuff and, actually and, tried then, to... and that's when it, it changed yeah interesting but she was still really friendly and everything and i forgot to mention too um when I first started, like, there, mm -hmm. I didn't really think much of it at all, but I was the previous tenant before us, not tenant, but, like, owner of the house, Yeah, was an old lady who had died in the house, and my bedroom was her old sewing room, and every day there were, like, 20 sewing pins in the carpet that I had to dig out of the carpet and every day they would just be back so like they weren't just like they fell off the table they were actually pinned into the carpet yeah oh that's freaky and it was every day yeah every day we had to me and my friends would dig them out of the carpet that's so crazy there were some times where we actually had to the one the first couple times we had to take uh, do you know what stitch rippers are? I'm not familiar with them. They're these tiny little, really tiny pin-type knife thing that you use to undo sewing. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Okay. And so for the first couple of days, we had to, like, take pin rippers and actually cut the carpet above where the pin was just to get the pin out. It was so deep in the carpet that you actually had to use that tool? Yeah. Only That's for the first little bit. Interesting. Eventually, they started getting more and more up to the surface. Okay. That's that, I think that was the most dangerous thing that had ever happened there. Yeah, the pins moving is really then, crazy. Yeah, and that was every day, right up until we left. Wow, that was every single day. Were there any days where like it skipped? Um, there were days where I forgot to remove them from the carpet. Mm-hmm. But every day that I removed them from the carpet, they, they were back. They would go back? That's crazy. Yeah. So I think I would definitely say residual. 
Interesting. Were they were the pins in the same place every time, or were they in different areas of the room, or was it like there was one pin in that one spot on the carpet kind of thing? Sometimes they were in the same general area as they were the previous day, but mm -hmm. there was occasional times where they were in different spots, but usually they were in the same around the same area. That's crazy. That's really cool. That's yeah. really, really cool. Continue on. Yeah. What, what happens next? And then, so, I would... I mentioned that, like, a little bit in, I started using divination. Mm -hmm. And so, I primarily use tarot cards to try to, to try to communicate. And, like, I could feel that I had gotten her. Not, like, gotten her, but, like, made some sort of connection. Mm -hmm. It was, like, a tingling in my brain that I could feel. Yeah. Okay. But everything was just completely random. Like I would ask, say, was there anything that she wanted help with? And I would get death card, which generally means like new beginnings and stuff. Okay. Which I guess are like, I was a bit lazy. I'll be honest. I didn't really care to, actually dig dig deep into everything and see if like see what exactly she wanted if she wanted anything mm -hmm. if she wasn't going to be clear about what she wanted okay okay I'll admit that that's wild and, yeah um the two main things that i used were tarot cards and my pendulum mm -hmm. and do you know what a pendulum is yeah yeah, yeah. i'm familiar with it and so, like, that pendulum, when you're using it to make contact with spirits, it doesn't really give the most accurate response, because it is just a yes, no, and maybe thing, mm -hmm. which you could easily just subconsciously do yourself without even realizing. Right. And so, and it was pretty much like that for me, anyway, until I moved out. Mm-hmm. And then... After moving out, I was camping. Me, my cousins, and my mom were camping, and we were at a campfire. Okay. And mom was talking about the ghost in the house. And I'm like, you always told me that there was no ghost. She's right. like, yeah, well, I just didn't want to freak you out. And as I said before, they were, she's absolutely adamant, ghosts are not real. Yeah. There's everything's just normal everyday society type thing mm -hmm. and then she told two specific stories the first one she told was about the girl who that i mentioned earlier she looked almost identical to my sister only with longer lighter hair and then and that she kept seeing her everywhere like since we moved in and she just thought that she was my sister until one day mom was home alone me and my sisters were at school my stepdad was at work and my grandma was at my aunt's house mm -hmm. and mom went to walk upstairs and the girl was sitting on the stairs in front of what that's oh, wow that's crazy yeah that was the first story she told and then she told us of the one day my stepdad was 
freaking out because of this ghost. She didn't tell me what exactly he experienced, but he was freaking out because of this ghost in mm-hmm. the house. Right. And mom basically looked at him and she's like, shut up, calm down. Ghosts aren't real. And right there, there was no draft in the room, but the bedroom door slammed. What? That's that's insane. Yeah. So the door door just slammed shut. No. Has yeah. that ever happened before? Is that just the only time it's ever happened? I've never noticed it happening, and that's the only time I've heard of it happening. Something that I'd like to mention there is, are you familiar with poltergeists? I've heard of them. Okay, so there was one guy I was trying to have on. I'm not sure if he's actually going to come on the show. He was, um, I was talking to him, and he kind of just dropped the whole topic pretty quickly. But uh, he was he was telling me a story off the air, and we were just chatting about it. And basically, he was telling me about some activity that he experienced in his, I can't remember if it was an apartment or if it was his house. And basically what happened was, him and his girlfriend got in this really big argument. It was he said it was over some something really dumb, and one thing led to another, and they were just actually getting in a really big fight over it, even though it really wasn't that big of a deal. And then the second that like all that emotion started flying, a bunch of stuff started to fly like across the kitchen. And he said that there was one jar or something along those lines that I'm actually probably, you know, I'm not doing a very good job at telling his story, but he said that something off the counter had flown across the counter into the sink, and there's absolutely just no way that that would have happened naturally. And what I hear a lot with, yeah, what I hear a lot with poltergeists is that they feed off of negative emotion, things along those lines. You hear it a lot. Um, you hear you hear stories of them a lot around people who live in environments that are inherently negative, family problems, you know, things along those lines where there's just a lot of negative energy that they can feed off of, and that's when activity starts to kick up. So I find it interesting yeah. that you guys experience something something pretty violently moving right around the time that, you know, there was a lot of emotion flying through the air. I never thought of that. Yeah. I never even considered poltergeist because I, uh, I've never actually heard of anything like that actually happening mm-hmm. other than my mom telling me that. Oh, yeah. I, I hear accounts of poltergeist all the time with people that I've talked to for the show. And a lot of the times that they, the biggest constant that I hear about is some type of like negative emotion being related to it fights um you know just anything along those lines people getting in fights things along those lines where or there's you know negative attachment or whatever and that's when this kind of stuff starts to begin so that's really interesting do you think that's what it could have been or do you think it's um it's unrelated do you think it was just the what do you think it is do you think that that actually had any relevance to it or was it just something that just kind of happened I don't really think it it didn't feel like it was powerful enough to be what I know your guys to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. I understand what you're saying. So what happened next? So we're at the part now where you're moving into the new place, correct? Yeah, I had lived in a few hours away in a different apartment for about a year. Mm-hmm. And then I moved into the apartment that I'm staying in now. Okay. And the first night that I stayed here, I think 
almost happens on the first night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was sleeping and I woke up in the night and my phone was completely black with bold white font. I can't remember what it said now. Mm-hmm. But there was a bold white font saying something. And then coming from the phone was a robotic voice screaming something about how the government can get me and I can't trust and I'm going to die if I don't get out of here now, stuff like that. So distorted voice coming out of the phone. Yeah, with dial-up internet. What sounded like dial-up, the same dial-up internet in the background with the voice. That's freaky. And then it suddenly just stopped. And at the time, I thought that, like, like, that's just a really weird dream that I suddenly woke up from, which would be it suddenly stopping was me waking up. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I thought for the longest time. A couple of months later, a couple of months, yeah, about that, because it was at the beginning of last school year, my Xbox started coming on by itself once a month or so. Mm-hmm. And then after a couple months, it started to get, like, to once a week for a couple of weeks. Then it was every day. Mm-hmm. And now it'll just occasionally go in spurts of where every few days or so, it'll go on where it just turns on and off and on and off and on and off in a couple of second intervals for hours. Really? In the middle of the night. Yeah. In the middle of the night usually is when a lot of stuff happens mm-hmm. uh, I've come home from school a couple of dads day off and then told me like hey your xbox really weird a couple of hours ago I had to go turn it off three times today or something. that's weird yeah I've heard and, I've heard that a lot of video game consoles and stuff like that turning on by themselves I've heard that a lot yeah. which I mean like with an xbox especially because it's like the internet too so there's a lot of things could do that would make it do that mm-hmm. could be a wiring issue but then it started getting really weird because after it started getting consistent mm-hmm. my radio also started turning on turning on in the middle of the night but it's not like a digital radio where you just press a button to do everything mm-hmm. it's one of those really old radios where to turn it on CD to tape to radio or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's an actual switch that you have to flip up and down, and then to change the volume or t- on the radio, it's a dial that you spin. Mm-hmm. And I've heard it like there and listen to it turn on, and then the volume would turn up and down before. That's Usually, crazy. though, yeah. Every couple of nights, though, I wake up and it turned on, so I could get up, turn it off, and it'll be a different volume than it was whenever the last time I used it or whatever the last time that it happened. So the physical volume dial would be in a different position? Um, yeah. That's freaky. It's kind of like a side dial, but like I can feel it's in a different place when I try to when I turn it down, mm-hmm. sometimes the amount that I turn it back down is different. Because when I'm not using it, I usually just, I keep the switch set to tape because there's no off option. Mm-hmm. 
switch set to tape and the volume at zero. Okay, I, I, I get so what you're saying. Yeah. So you, In the shower. you began to hear distorted laughter. Yeah. It's freaky. Yeah, that's only happened twice, but it also only started last week. Mm -hmm. I went, first time was in the shower, and then a couple of days ago, I was laying in bed, and I heard it again. And I know I wasn't dreaming, because it was like noon, and I was wide awake. Mm -hmm. No, that's wild. That's really wild. That's a lot of crazy stuff going on. But when we were talking off the air, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned to me very clearly that you think that whatever you're experiencing now is very different than the stuff you've experienced in the past. Yes. What makes you think it's different? Because everything I've ever experienced, and even even now, sometimes when I'm not in my apartment, like, ever since I was a kid, I've always been able to feel the presence of spirits and ghosts stuff around me, and I can feel kind of whether they have good intentions or bad intentions, or just don't care to interact with us at all. Mm -hmm. Whereas, and it doesn't matter where I am, whose house I'm in, if I'm in the street, I'm constantly feeling it until I walk through these doors, and I feel nothing. Not single thing. I can't feel anything. It's just normal. And I'm going to be honest, normal kind of freaks me out. That's really interesting that you can't, that, you're, that, you, that you appear hypersensitive to this kind of stuff just about everywhere you go. But the second that you come where you have recurring things happening, there's no, you just, you're not getting anything. Yeah, that's kind of what freaks me out. Because at first I thought like, okay, maybe I'm just, my brain's glitching or something. But now I'm almost, the past couple weeks, I've almost been wondering if there's something bigger than a spirit that I can't feel that's almost warding all the spirits away. It's really interesting. Have you tried to communicate with this thing before? No, I'm scared to. Yeah, I would, I would probably advise not opening that doorway with something that you don't, you're not too familiar with. Yeah. It's crazy. So I want to move on now to ask you, what do you think this stuff is? Do you think it's like I'm just 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 throw out there? What do you, what do you think all this stuff is? Is it some type of are these beings or whatever they may be that exist in a different light spectrum, or you know, what do you what do you think it is? Um, I kind of I guess I kind of have my theories. Mm -hmm. Like. I don't think it's anything physical, definitely. I feel like if it was something physical, if any of it was something physical, I would be able to know for sure, for a fact. Mm -hmm. But I almost get the feeling that, like, everything... I've always described it as, like, kind of two worlds that can't really touch fully. Mm -hmm but are overlapping I've heard, almost like a mist over our world I've, I've heard that before and i've heard a lot of people talk about that like it's uh different dimensions almost yeah it's interesting i like that i like that take on it do you think this stuff um 
is going to go away? No, I don't think so, honestly. I think it's just going to slowly get more intense. I'm just hoping that I move out before it gets a chance to get dangerous. Hopefully. Yeah, there's a that's a real 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 sketchy situation, man, when you're when you're experiencing something unexplained and it, you know, it's one thing when people have been dealing with this like yourself, like when you, you've been dealing with unexplained things for such a long time and then you encounter something that's even that even throws you through a loop where you think you've seen even the the unexplained and then you just see something else that's just like this this just doesn't seem right. This is even worse. So hopefully you, you can figure out whatever this is and put yourself on the right track to uh to hopefully get out of there or avoid it or just hope that it doesn't get too bad for you. I hope you feel a little bit better coming on here and talking about it. A lot of people say that after they come on and talk about it, that it's nice to have a platform where they can talk openly about it and not be ridiculed and uh, have people listen that have experienced the same thing. And hopefully it helps them find some closure. So I, I want to kind of ask you to wrap things up. Um, you challenge the unknown. How do you feel? I, I feel good knowing that I was able to talk about it and actually put it into words. Mm -hmm. But I'm also in my apartment. And so I'm scared that it might have some undesirable. I've I've heard about that a lot. I've actually had um I had a guy pull out that was going to be on the show that said that if he ever talks about stuff openly that it kind of has uh, negative consequences towards him. He wasn't talking about the type of entities or whatever they are that you're encountering. He was actually talking about some type of physical creature that's been plaguing him for a number of years. But he ended up pulling out of the show because he was just not comfortable talking about it because he felt like there would be negative repercussions. But I'm glad that you came on, and I'm sure I'm sure everything will be fine for you. I wouldn't wouldn't really be too worried about it. Like you said, you don't you're not getting a negative sense off this thing, so I wouldn't be too concerned about it personally. Well, I think it's time we kind of wrap things up here. We're sitting at about 35 minutes here, so I think it's time we wrap this episode up. If that's cool with you, unless you want to say anything else before we uh, kind of wrap things up here. No, I'm pretty much. <laughs> cool. Right on, Lily. Thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure. Hey, thank you for having me. You're always welcome around. If anything else crazy happens, definitely let me know. You can always come back on the show.